We're good. We're going. All right. Welcome everybody to the first podcast episode of the Prove Yourself podcast hosted by Social Proof Success. My name is Kelsey Stewart and I am the marketing director for Social Proof Success. I'm joined today by Tahira Stovall. She is the PR manager of Social Proof Success and also I'm so excited to bring Giovanna Bevel into our mix today. She is a certified life and leadership coach. She's an internal branding strategist. She is the founder of Wild Moms Club and also the Unapologetic Mom Podcast. So I want to welcome both of you with me today. And Giovanna, will you go ahead and give us a little brief um, intro into who you are and what you do? I sure can. So first off, thank you guys for inviting me. I appreciate it. Um, so I am Giovanna and I'm founder of Wild Moms Club. And no, we are not like standing on tables and flesh and people and things like that. Um, Wild is, it stands for women intentionally living their dreams. And so through that community, I work as a life coach and a branding strategist for moms in business, helping them gain clarity, confidence, and courage to go after their dreams and create the life that they want for themselves and their families. Um, I am also the host of it was called Unapologetic Mom. We changed the name recently and it is called Unapologetic as a Mother. And we recently relaunched, right, right, look, I, the name. Okay. It means so much <laughs> to me and my co-host, right? And so we actually just relaunched the podcast this week with brand new episodes. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, I... Love it. Sorry. I know, Kelsey, that is everything. First off, that title, I was like, yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Embodying everything. I talk to my friends. I'm a mother myself and I talk to my friends all the time. Like if I've learned nothing else in this pandemic was how to be a better mom and how to just be a mom. So I'm super excited for this conversation today to even know how a business out of that even transpired because <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I'm not even going to interrupt you anymore. Keep going, girl. <laughs> uh oh. Back to what I was saying. So yeah, the podcast just relaunched um, with new episodes and we really take a stance on just helping mothers embrace womanhood because a lot of us, we embrace motherhood so openly and it's like, yes, kids. But then it's like, well, what about me? And so we help you embrace the kids and yourself and take care of all of those little pieces of the puzzle so that you don't feel like you are all over the place. And the podcast is a lot of fun because we have all kinds of conversations, okay? Like, we go from dating to single motherhood to being married to kids getting on our nerves to running away to Target. Like we cover it all. <laughs> Love that. So I'm personally not a mother. I'm a dog mom. I'll say that. But um, I do have friends that are moms and, you know, I hear all the, the things that they go through and I know what my mom went through. And anyway, I... I would like to listen, and I'm not even a mom. So <laughs> you can listen. I have people who are not moms that listen to the show, and they're like, listen, the topics that y'all talk about relate to women, period. I'm like, well, that's good to know. <laughs> Anytime we're exploring womanhood in general, it's like, that's yeah. for everybody. <laughs> um, go ahead, Kelsey. Yeah, so I'm going to 
Well, it is actually Small Business Week, so today we're going to kind of focus on some different things that come with owning a small business or um, being an entrepreneur. And what I'm going to talk about today is the biggest myths that we've heard or we thought before becoming a business owner or an entrepreneur. And so, Giovanna, will you tell me what is the biggest myth you heard and you believed before you started your own venture? And what actually is the truth of Oh, gosh. So I heard a lot, but <laughs> I will say probably the the worst one for me was like that you have to sacrifice everything to run a successful business. Like you can't have friends, you can't have free time, you don't sleep, you barely eat. And I was like, uh, so what am I supposed to do? Like, I can't just work on this business 24 seven. Like, when am I going to breathe? <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. And that was probably the worst one because I had a lot of people telling me like, you take too many breaks. I'm like, I got four kids. If I don't take a break, y'all just gonna come to my funeral at this point. <laughs> like, I need sleep. <laughs> That's an interesting, That's an interesting concept. I, I, I think, I'm sorry to take it, you know, Kelsey. <laughs> I think it's an interesting concept because I think that is now my thoughts of how to be a success in any amount of business structure um, and not giving myself. I don't think many of entrepreneurs or anybody that goes into building a business, give them give, give themselves that leeway or that ability to be like, you know what? I can build this into my life plan, not building my life plan around the fact that I want to be a successful business owner. Yes. And that is a hard hurdle to jump over, especially if you've always been in survival mode. Like all I know is I have to work this hard to do this instead of like, hey, I don't have to be in survival. I can literally just learn the concepts. Let me know how that actually works because I'm still trying to piece that together. <laughs> <laughs> together i i got the i the the blueprint but not the blueprint i got the like all right well this the storefront but it's like all right what has to go in it so if you could break Ooh. that down for me what does that look like so when i first started so i stepped into entrepreneurship in 2013 and i always leave that part out of my story not on purpose but just because it was so bad like <laughs> it was awful oh okay like I'm way too immature for the thing that I decided to do it was network marketing and I was like oh I can try it and then I was like yeah no this is bad just quit and so um when I first started like really into my own business in 2017 I thought that I did have to like work myself to death and I was working two jobs I was pregnant with my fourth child um I'm running a household I was literally working like I work in healthcare so I work in ultrasound I look at people's insides all day I'm trying to like work all day work on the weekends stay up till two in the morning to work on websites and and proposals and still try to be a good mom even though those kids were like really stressing me out because you know when you're busy that's when they want your attention the most so <laughs> it was like for like a year and a half straight I was just in go mode and I felt like I was going to like just dissipate into the air like I had nothing left I was tired 
I looked a whole hot mess, okay? And I was like, okay, either I'm going to kill myself before I get a chance to enjoy what I'm doing, or I'm going to have to take a step back, reevaluate some things, and figure out my way. Like, I know I'm listening to a lot of people who are successful, but maybe their way isn't my way. And that was pretty much what led me to be okay with giving myself grace, taking breaks, and not working to the point of exhaustion. Like I have a list, I have a schedule, I work by that and whatever I don't get done, I just don't get done at that moment. And I'll add it to the next day or I learned how to prioritize. So things that I thought were important, they might not be real important. So they go at the bottom of the list. Like I really focus on how much I have to give to something, and then I work my way through my task. Yeah, I think that is so important. I, so I kind of, both my parents growing up were entrepreneurs, and they both worked from home, and so my whole life, I kind of got to see it happen, so when I actually started my own business, the, the biggest myth that I thought or that I went through was they got to make their own hours and that's the best, you know, best thing in the world. And it's so easy just to work on your own hours. Then I started my own business and I was like, wait, I have to like, if I don't get it done, I gotta like work at eight o'clock at night or I got, you know, you, yeah, I can go to the grocery store in the middle of the day, but I'm gonna have to work later. So just the amount of discipline it takes, especially when, you don't actually have to go to the brick and mortar store when you're doing it from your home or from an office space and nobody sees you there in person, you can work on your own hours. And I think I told my parents, I was like, you know, I always thought growing up, you guys had the easiest jobs because you guys mm-hmm. could work whenever. And, you know, we could actually like go to all our games and stuff, but no, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it is hard. I think my myths both encompass both of you, you guys miss. And like in hindsight, looking at that, uh, my time schedule that I thought was like, I was going to have free and do whatever (laughs) and all that. And now I'm being like, I learned that, oh, that is going to kick you in the butt in the back end because now that leads to procrastination. But I think, um, I forgot what my myth was and I had it. It was like a tie between both of you guys. (laughs) that's the time between both of you guys I think oh no wait what was the myth oh I I don't think it was so much a myth I think it was me underestimating how much patience I needed um to have before things was going to be successful and I think you lose that from social media like I watched all my friends and I'm like yo we were both at nothing and now look at your <laughs> social media just being great, you know? And then, like that just happened in no time. You're like, all right, all I got to wait is like a year or two. And then you get into those year or twos and that year, although that first, that second year is better than the first year, that second year presents its own new problems. And you don't know that you have to develop that patience for the next year too. And then that other year when you see that big influx. So I think not so much a myth, but just the underestimating of the patience you need, as well as just the preparedness you need to be for that, that success that you're running after as a small business is good as a small business. But what happens when your business become an overnight success and 
now your your 50 people that you normally was catering to is now like 250 people and that's just small scale now (laughs) 250 is now your small scale and that's like I that is crazy so it's not a myth it's more so I underestimated a lot in business and still am underestimated (laughs) so I'm really screws with us you know whether it's business or personal life we look at other people's lives and it's just like how are they doing it so much better than I am <laughs> and nine times out of ten you're only seeing 20 percent of what they're what's happening in their lives yeah most people only post the good stuff on social media anyway like why right. would I go around posting all of the bad stuff right. <laughs> no I do because I'm a very honest person like because I've had people like when they wanted to be on my podcast I would have people like sending me like these so these detailed proposal I'm like I'm not even this professional person y'all like y'all must not listen to my podcast because child look I cuss I don't the listen and so I'm like no I'm a real person y'all and I still work during the day and I be tired and I record in my pajamas like mm. we are good over here yeah. I need people to know like I, in real life mm-hmm. I have it like 10% together and the other 90 is a work in progress I guess that's another myth too like the one to break is that you have to be on that other end of have it together like you need to be 90 percent together and that other that needs to be like you better get it together quickly (laughs) but know that you can literally walk and that's what I'm finding as more as I talk to business owners and I get the the benefit of being on the PR side where it's like I get to talk to so many uh, facets of small business owners who are all saying the same thing it's like look we are figuring this out (laughs) like for the most part we got it but we're figuring it out and all the myths and we could teach you a lot of good things but you're going to figure it out and fill it for yourself so yes. it's inspiring in itself so thank you for even saying that you only 10 percent because i rock yes. 10%. Yes. <laughs> listen yeah and that 10 percent stuff that i don't feel so bad about you know here you go <laughs> do not feel bad okay don't worry, Kelsey, this whole time I was looking at you, I'm like, Kelsey got it 90% together. I don't know what she has. I need that. <laughs> um, well, I appreciate that, but I don't think that's true, but I appreciate it. <laughs> You're wearing it well. Okay, well, let's move on to another topic. Um, when you first started your business, what is something that really surprised you I know we talked about myths but what is like maybe a process or a deductible you could take or what is something that you didn't even think about before you owned your own um I can say for me the thing I don't think I put much thought into was um how long it actually takes I think this goes back to Tahiri's uh statement like how long it takes to like reach your success point right because I was like okay I had this great idea now I'm going to turn it into a business and people are just going to pay me because I'm great and then people did not pay me because I was great and I was like wait a minute 
what what is happening here? Like, this is not how it's supposed to work. Like, you start a business, you get money. That's what happens. <laughs> and for me, it was like, oh, I have to do a lot more work behind the scenes. Like, I have to create packages. I need to know technology. I've got to do emails. I've got to actually talk to people outside of Facebook. I'm like, oh, my God. Somebody should have gave me this whole lecture <laughs> before I jumped out here with this idea talking about I'm opening up a business. And I think for me, that was like the biggest surprise was how much additional work I actually have to do to reach the success that I want for myself. Because people, like you said, make it look so easy. And while I knew it required work, I'm like, dang, this is a new level of work because I don't like technology. So for me, all the technology I have to use regularly, I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> Can I just quit now? Because me and computers don't work. I think for me, I, you know, I used to be a graphic, well, still am kind of a graphic designer. That was my beginning background. And I moved into marketing. And so I've been doing freelance work like my entire career. And so I think switching the mind of freelancer to business owner was probably the biggest thing for me. Just, you know, I needed to have invoices that looked good and I could, you know, send those out. I had to have, you know, just different things to look more professional than just somebody who's getting paid, you know, $8 an hour, $10 an hour, whatever they get paid nowadays. Back, back when I was doing it, it was a lot lower than that. But, um, you know, just, your appearance as a business versus as a freelancer, just doing mm -hmm. one-off jobs and things like that. So I think that was probably the biggest thing for me is just appearing more professional and just making myself look better in front of, in front of other business owners. Yeah. And they, you know, I work with other small business owners and entrepreneurs and, you know, they know what it takes most of the time to, you know, to run a business. So if I show up looking looking half you know looking shabby or you know looking right. half-assed that you know I'm not I'm you know not going to be the one they pick so I think that was my biggest thing yeah I think for me was how much personal development I had to uh inquire to show up in my professionalism to be comfortable to show up and say you know what I am this and who I am and my business and this is my price and this is what it's going to be and you're going to pay me my tax and extra and if you ask me for overtime then you're going to pay me overtime as if you would. and I had to come up with that from developing my confidence in myself and knowing my my confidence in myself personally translated to my professionalism and the work and the quality of work that I provided and then when I showed up and said, okay, now you won't pay me for this, you have to respect that, you know, or, or whatever, you know, order that turns into that, I, that you just had to show up in all of your units, you know, authentically you and comfortably you to be in that professionalism and did not know that that had to be there first. Cause when it was like, well, girl, you need to be asking your price. I'm like, pay me more please and it's like well <laughs> like why are you begging me you're a business McDonald's yeah. didn't beg you to go up that extra 15 cent for that barbecue sauce they just came out and was like look if you exactly. want to call 
pay that extra sauce as we McDonald's and that's all and that's it. But I had to realize like, okay, I need to know who I am first, who my business is second. And then, okay, this is how much we going. That's what we coming at. And that's it. And that's all. So, yeah. I think that kind of ties into one another one with me is I still struggle with this figuring out what the different services cost and what I should get paid for certain things and oh am I asking too much or you know just like being confident in the price I'm putting out there and I think that's something we all struggle with a little bit yes yes service based like I was so distraught like I don't want to charge people I work with mothers they shouldn't have to pay me but I need money so <laughs> I'm like can I just sell them a product and then talk to them on the phone and everybody's like no you can't it's not how this works so I definitely know that struggle because it's hard sometimes to charge what you feel like your service is worth when you're working with certain groups of people. Like I work with mom. So it is definitely a struggle for me still to this day to be like, yes, this is, this is how much this program costs. Do you have that? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. Then sure. Let me send you your invoice. <laughs> it's, it's gotten better, but I still struggle because I always feel like you're a mom, you should not have to pay me, but you should pay me. It's, it's bad. Yeah, but once you realize, like, you know what, just how they had to provide for their kids, you have to provide for your kids, and this is your way of doing that. And it's like, you know, once we start, that was a mindset shift that I had to, like, yo, I'm sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> like, hey, you know, this is how I have to survive in order for me to do the things that I want to do. This is the avenue. Yep. It's like, I will always want the best for whomever I'm working with. And as long as you come into my fold, I'm going to do everything I can to give you all that you're like that. Yep. This is worth, and I'm going to give you your money's worth. That's what I'm going to do. I ain't going to cheat you now. <laughs> I ain't going to cheat you, but you are going to pay. <laughs> and then once we get to that level of like, that's a part of me because like legit every time and I can imagine that for you because every time I even sit and talk to a, a client I feel like I'm investing a part of myself into what we're talking about and that's and when things don't go right for my client that's exhausting for me like I'm distraught when things are wrong so it's like this is an emotional investment between both of y'all between me yes. and I don't and a myth, maybe or no, but for people who are truly invested in their craft and in their business, I think that's something that you need to grasp now is that emotional investment that you put into every single person yeah. that comes into your uh into your company. Cause I care yeah. about everybody that spent money with me or by way of me. You know, I, yeah. like, I literally truly care about you. So that is, and I don't think entrepreneurs know that and is prepared for that because that that's a moment where you have to breathe and I'm sorry take this from you but go ahead girl oh no you are fine because I agree wholeheartedly like I care so much about people mm -hmm. and the other myth I think I can say is when people say they do not have feelings or emotions in business and I'm always like how do you run a business then? Like, how do you just walk around like I feel nothing? <laughs> I, I need you to feel something so I can give you my money because if you don't like me, I'm not giving you my money. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I need some emotion. Right. 
Right. Like know that it's genuine. And that's what people like, that is not a lie. Like people truly buy into who you are. Like if I'm emotionally invested, I will pay no amounts of money yeah. to someone who I feel like I believe in. That's my sister cousin that I met. Tabitha Brown could come out with a line of everything that I already have. She could resell me everything that I have, but because I feel so connected to her and she's not even, she's just a brand, <laughs> like, but Tabitha can resell me everything in my home and I'm going to pay whatever dollar for it. Cause all she got to say is that's my business. And I believe in that, you know, <laughs> that is her business and it was my stuff and I'm going to pay for it. <laughs> So, you know, when people say that they don't have, how do you not have emotions? How do you not care about people who is giving you money? You know, I couldn't even imagine. Right. So speaking of emotions, how, whenever you first get started in a business, I know there's a lot of, you know, self-doubt feelings, or I don't even know what I'm doing. How can I expect people to pay me for that? Giovanna, what's, something that you tell yourself or what's something that can help people overcome or even yourself overcome those kinds of insecurities? Um, so because I help people with confidence, um, I honestly tell people, and this is what I had to tell myself, like I have to be clear first about what it is I want, what it is I want for other people, what am I giving them, what kind of energy do I have to give them? Like, what is my capacity at the moment? Like, really being clear about who I am as a person, what I want, what I need, what I'm doing has helped me be confident in saying, you know what, I might be a little bit afraid of the reaction when I tell a price or when I sell a service, but I know in my heart that I'm doing 110%. I'm giving 110%. So I can't really be upset with myself for putting my, my business out there to the world. And I think that a lot of times our self-doubt really isn't just us. It comes from like all of the influences around us. Like social media will definitely have you doubting your abilities, how good you are, how successful you are. Cause you're watching other people say, I made a million dollars or I made this and I made that. And you're like, well, I didn't do that shit. But <laughs> I have learned like I get to define what success is for myself. So I really try not to monitor what everybody else is doing and compare where I am with them. I typically just look at myself and that's why it's really big for me to have my own checklist. So when I get to check things off my list that I feel good about it, I'm like, oh, damn, that's good. I accomplished that. And I'm happy because I'm not comparing myself to whomever else is out there doing what I'm doing because they are a different person. They have a different way of doing it. Who knows if they're telling the truth because I don't know. I'm not in their bank account. I'm not in their, their house. I can't, I'm not the fly on the wall. So I've learned that to combat that doubt that I have to honestly just focus on myself and my achievements and what means something to me and not compare myself to other people. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, Cause I just, everybody's on their own path. And I feel like, especially this past year, there's been, we've had nothing to do. So everybody's on social media, everybody's on the internet, everybody's looking at what other people are doing and either judging them or feeling insecure. And I think it's so important that people just, you're on your own path. Your life is not going to look like your next door neighbor's life or even, yep. you know, someone that, you know, two hours away, it's not going to look the same. And so I think that is a great thing to start with as far as, you know, 
you can do it. You just have to block out everybody. We're going to say block the haters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to block the haters and block the yes. whose life you think you want, but you really don't want that. <laughs> Listen, I don't want anybody else's life because if they have children like mine, I'll just keep these over here. Money into them. Listen, I've learned, and that's one thing that I've been, and that's so crazy. And I think everything is in divine timing. Look at me. Um, because just this week I had to kill comparison and other people's expectations for where I was supposed to be. You're not going to tell me where I need to be. <laughs> I don't care how close in proximity you are to me. If I'm telling you like this is as much as I can give and garner for this particular thing. No. And knowing how much energy you can give <laughs> to a certain thing. I didn't know how important that was until my body told me it's not it. Like literally my my physical body was like you've worked enough because I was running doing that. I wasn't sleeping. I was up at one o'clock in the morning. I was back down at 11 o'clock and back up at one o'clock in the morning the next day to work and just keep working, keep working, thinking I had to exert myself in a way just so that I can feel like what I was doing was a pat on the back. But like once you give up that comparison and it's not even so much comparison or comparing yourself to other people sometimes, it's comparing yourself to what you used to be or where you think you're supposed to be. And once you climb up off, climb your little self up off that little high, high tower you got of yourself, it's like, you know what, me and all my meanness and all of my me, whatever I'm going to show up as, what I can show up as, I'm going to do that. And that's what I had to kill. So that's why I was saying, like, all of these conversations, I'm just like, hit me right in, in my face. Like, like, yes. So. I think it's important for, for everybody to be able to learn more. Like, yeah, you, you're sitting there like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, if that's the case, then what? go learn how to do it. Or, you know, you may not be doing it the best you can, you know, be open-minded and still be willing to learn. And I know people, you know, some people, they just hated school. They're like, I'm never going to go back to school, all that stuff. But we live in a day and age where you can just go and Google and <laughs> figure out, you know, it may not be exactly what works with your business plan, but I think it could give you some ideas that would go perfectly with your business plan. And I think that was something I did when I first started was, you know, how do I, because whenever I went to school for marketing, I graduated in 2014. Well, it's now 2021. And marketing is not the same as when I got my master's. So it's like, I have to, I think it's important that people have to continually hone their craft and figure it out. You can't just use the same stuff that you were using 10 years ago. And um, I think that's something that people struggle with. And it's, especially when there's just so much information out there, why not use it? It's out there for free, use it. <laughs> it is. YouTube University is my friend. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Another one. Sorry, I'm proud. We just got, we just bounced off the wall <laughs> because I just know, like, I've started so many businesses. No need to reinvent the wheel. You know how many times I've tried to, like, start a business and thinking I was just trying to build something from scratch? You don't have to. A lot of people have the blueprint 
tweak it and keep it moving. <laughs> like, yeah, bring you to it. Bring all of you to it. Look at the blueprint, you know, make a few changes. Keep it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel because I've tried to make cheese a few times and I was like, oh, they already have cheese at the store. <laughs> I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm guilty. I have definitely been like, I don't like this. I'm going to do it my own way. And then I was like, okay, this ain't, let me go back. Cause you clearly know what you're doing. Let me, let me apply this to my life. How can I make this fit into my life? Right. And, and your way can happen. Yes. Your way can happen, but you know, get the bike first. <laughs> Put the yeah, train. You have, right. Because if you have no clue, Mm-hmm. What, you you listen you need directions yeah. I need directions I mm-hmm. can put it together but I need directions mm-hmm. I cannot do it freehand right. it ain't gonna work mentors finding people in the field watching I've learned so much YouTube university Instagram uh college whichever <laughs> I've been enrolled in all of that Facebook whatever like you know just watching and honing on to your craft you don't have to reinvent the wheel there's so much education like free. and three classes free. they what, what was that that came out this pandemic like it was free yeah i took a lot at coursera i think i took like four mm-hmm. and they were good yeah linkedin was providing class yeah. as well i did a few courses through them you know, just constantly building your craft. Just because you learned a few things and you think you know how to do it, don't mean that you do. <laughs> yeah, no. always learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, then somebody comes back and says, "Well, I don't have the time to do that." Well, if, personally, if I put it on my calendar and I block it out, I'm nine times out of ten going to do it. So I think that's another thing that business owners, if they're not already doing, need to do is actually block out time whether it's for family dinner or whether it's for you know spending time with my with my significant other or whatever I think putting it on a calendar I know that sounds so workaholic e, but you know I think it just helps you look at your day and figure out what oh you know I get to do this at four or I get to do this tonight and so all this would be worth it um, that I'm putting in today so no I put everything on my calendar <laughs> like it's, it's bad like there's all these little color check boxes on my google calendar like I put down oh make sure you clock out for lunch while I'm at work because I'll forget like I need reminders that's how I know that oh I can take that off because I did that I I have to see it in order for me to be like, oh, let me do that. Like I literally have everything on my calendar. And so when it's things that I need to do, I might only take 20 minutes to block it off. Like if it's like read a book, if I'm reading a book and I know I want to finish the book, I'll set a timer. Like for 20 minutes, you need to stop and read this book. And so when my timer goes off, I'm like, oh, I need to sit down and read. And I'll read, take my little notes, but that helps me finish the book and not start and finish and start. And like, I'm not all over the place. Like I'm getting things done. Even if you feel like you only have 20 minutes a day, put that on your calendar, remind yourself that for that 20 minutes, you have to do something so you can stop saying you don't have time. There's time for everything. Yeah. You make time for the things that you want to make time for. I think I realized that, like, that how much time I had in a day when we had to do that um, run like clock. <laughs> like, oh, now that I'm able to track my time and see where my time goes, 
Oh, I do have time to do stuff. I'm just wasting a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Nine times out of ten, you realize, oh, I was scrolling through Instagram. Oh, that, that oh, was Facebook. <laughs> yes, I had to put a block on social media because yeah. I found myself spending like an hour. I'm like, I was on Instagram for an hour. <laughs> I didn't cook dinner. Oh, what you I going to eat? <laughs> realize, like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even start what I was supposed to be doing. Oh, yeah. Well, I um, since this is Small Business Week, I do kind of want to do some shout outs to some other small businesses that are out there. So are there any businesses that you guys are like fangirling over right now that you want to put out there in the universe? Oh, yes, I have a couple. Um, So my two co-hosts, they are both entrepreneurs. And so Crystal Cooper runs Cohesive Consulting and she does HR and um, business management for small business owners. She's amazing. Like she creates all my contracts. She does all of the stuff I don't like to do. I love her. (laughs) And my other co-host, Tiffany Blevins, she is the creator of Imperfect Fitness. And so she does all of our health and wellness. Like I'm a little person, so I'm always trying to grow, which is opposite of probably everybody else in the world. But that's me. And so she helps me. She's like, did you eat your five meals and your snacks today? I was like, oh, no, I missed one. Let me go back. Like, she's amazing at helping you get healthy and fit and taking care of your body. Because as entrepreneurs, we tend to like eat junk or not take care of ourselves the way we should because we're going and working. But I think those two are two of my favorites right now. Um, Let's see. Do I have another? I have a couple, but I'll let y'all go. And then if we have time, I'll do the rest of them. (laughs) So I have. um, Um, So I have my good friend, Fit Moms of Philly. She's run by my friend, Delissa. She um, does fitness with moms in Philadelphia. She has like a bunch of great programs. She's working with doulas and things. So I love them. Um, they're pretty good. Um, and they get you fit and core ready. Um, especially for moms, like postpartum of all that stuff. She like, she got me right. So that's one. And then another one. Let me see. Oh, oh, oh. Um, so I'm a plant mom and I love plants. So rooted in black. I watch, uh, yes, I watched their rise, like to like, and I told you small businesses never know when it's about to like, hit and during this pandemic like in the beginning it was like you know cute ones you saw her and then all of a sudden they like skyrocketed and that's why I said small business y'all have to know because I was like oh my god I just knew it was gonna pop so that's another small business that I just I'm in love with um and I have their like daisies for all of my plants and they have cute things on it like you know the vibes and all stuff so it's very culturally like do they have plants that I can't kill like I want plants but I kill stuff no I don't think they sell plants but I know snake plants has been my friends um those are supposed to be good for the air too Mm -hmm. and I have uh I'm not even gonna tell y'all the plants that I killed so let's just move on I have (laughs) I've had 40 plants and now I'm down to one, two, three, four, four, maybe four, maybe. Okay. I don't feel bad now. All right. No, plants, plants <laughs> grow and then they die and it's a part of life. And that's what we need to be. <laughs> and that was a lesson I just needed to embrace because I was like, you know what? I'm a bad plant mom. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not a black plant mom. 
plants are supposed to die and they're supposed See? to die. And it's I'm with you. Yes, and you have to embrace that. And I told the same I'm thing about you. my parenting. I'm not a bad mom. My son does yeah. sometimes, okay? And, and, and it never gets you going. It's <laughs> I love this philosophy. Yes, whatever gets you going. Well, let's see. I've got two um, small businesses. The first one is a local one. I live in Augusta, Georgia. So um, we... There's a local, I don't know if anybody is a charcuterie fan or anything like that, but I love it so much. And there's actually a local person that builds the boards for you or puts together picnics for you or will send, it's kind of like sending flowers, but like to somebody's work or somebody's home, but it's actually charcuterie boards. And their name is Sweet and Sappy Apron. And it's just a really cool concept of theirs. Um, but also another one, since I mentioned earlier, I am a dog mom. It's actually a t-shirt and uh, apparel company called The Dog Mom Co. And they actually have some really cute um, different things. I got a sticker that says um, champagne lover, dog mother. And <laughs> oh, I, like <laughs> I love that. that. And then I've got okay. a shirt from there that says choose happy, choose dog. So they've got quite a variety of different things. And I want to get so you're I, like that. That. I love the computer so i need to do they ship like nationwide uh, i don't know they're on instagram sweet and sassy apron um and you can probably see what their website is or message them and see what they do yeah oh my goodness because you know i'm i love a good computer report yeah. <laughs> yeah i feel like that's just every everybody should love <laughs> cheeses and meats yeah, who couldn't love it? <laughs> you had a couple more, Javana. Who else are you oh going to shout out? Let's see. So, um, there's a nonprofit called Brown Boys Read. Um, it's run by Chris uh, Candace Smith and is based in Baltimore, Maryland, where I'm from. And she does a lot of work with young men in the community with helping them become more in love with reading. And she teaches them how to do resumes, how to um, conduct themselves during job interviews. Like she does a lot with young boys because she feels like it's so important for them to know how to present themselves. And I just love what she does with Brown Boys Read. Um, and let's see, what other one? There's a young lady that I follow on Facebook. Uh, she has a company called Ritual Bay. And I love her products. She makes baths and body products. They are so amazing. And she's an entrepreneur who literally like blew up. Like one day she was about to close her business. And then the next day she was like, I have too many orders. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> Listen, it's really that moment yes and she has been doing amazing I think that happened in January she was like I'm closing and then she made a TikTok video that went viral and she was like I don't know how to do all these orders it's like 300 orders I'm like well make sure you send me mine okay because I ordered before them I'm just saying right remember the small people right Okay. Well, ladies, I think we had a great conversation, and I really think that this will be helpful for any aspiring small business owner or anybody who's currently doing it. Um, so I'll end this 
soiree with um, talking about social proof success. We are a DIY PR company and we provide you with the skills and you handle your PR yourself. Um, so it's kind of a branch off of our, um, I like to call it our mother company. That's the OMG, which is a PR company as well. And you can find us at socialproofsuccess.com. And we are also on Facebook and Instagram, Social Proof Success. And Giovanna, if you want to give your website or any information out, you can. Um, sure. Y'all can go ahead and follow me on Instagram. Um, you can follow me at Coach Giovanna, one word on Instagram, and you can follow the podcast Unapologetic as a Mother underscore podcast on Instagram. I have a Twitter page, but I don't like Twitter. It stresses me, so I don't really use that. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> See, I'm I'm glad I'm not alone. Twitter it's, is hard. Yeah. <laughs> I've a hate relationship with Twitter since it came out. So. It's awful. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed this and that you tune in next time. We are going to be speaking with Tawana Gill about some entrepreneur tips um, to continue our small business week celebration. So have a good Thanks, day. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Bye.